Welcome back to the Eat, Move, Shift podcast. This is Alyssa Carmona, holistic health coach. This is episode number six. You create your reality. A question to ponder on. What is the most valuable thing I possessed? What is the most valuable thing I possessed? What is the best gift you can give yourself? Your health, your vitality is the most valuable thing you possess. Do you believe that's true? If you're struggling to enjoy daily life, you are most likely suffering. Can we acknowledge that? If, are you suffering in pain? Are you suffering feeling lonely, isolated? Suffering in feeling overwhelmed with day-to-day duties? Well, how can we enhance our health and vitality? Well, one really big way we can start changing and shifting our health to a higher vibration is changing our environment. Epigenetics is the study of how the environment and other factors can change the way that the genes are expressed. And that is what I, one thing I do with clients is bioenergetic testing to shift and change the internal environment, the environment in the heart, the environment in the colon, the environment in the kidneys, in the nervous system. We're shifting the internal environment with frequency and awareness. The second environment would be the external environment. I cannot change someone's external environment. That is up to them to change whether or not they want to change their external environment. So we have to recognize that we can change it because we're energetic beings. You have a body field. Your body has an energy field. That is the energy field made up of atoms, electrons, protons, neutrons. You are electric, body electric. You can't see it, but it's there, and many people feel it. You walk into a room with a couple fighting, and you can feel the energy. Your shoulders tighten up. Your breathing goes shallow. You're on standby. You're not sure what you just walked into, but you're picking up that static. The, the static, it's not flowing in that room. You go to the beach. You feel more at peace. You feel more relaxed. Your shoulders are dropping You're breathing deeper. You're breathing in more anions and you're soaking up the positive vibration from nature, rivers, lakes, streams, hikes. Nature has a higher vibration. So for many individuals suffering with chronic illness, just recognize your body is simply asking for energy. Your body is simply asking for a higher vibration. You want the energy to get out of bed. You want the energy to get through the day. The energy to take care of your kids, to get them fed. The energy to pay your bills. The energy to laugh and smile. The energy to just notice the little things, not be in such a rush. So how are we going to achieve this abundance of energy? How are we going to achieve it? Number one, we have to recognize that these stressful states are depleting 
our minerals. They're decreasing our vitality. It's not benefiting us to live in stress. The body feels under attack. It then shifts to survival mode. Perhaps we're unaware that we've actually been living in survival mode for many years. Or have we just started living in survival mode this past year, the past two years? Or have we been living in survival mode since childhood and it keeps getting triggered on and off, just depending on the situation? We subconsciously tie ourselves to wounds of the past. Right now you can ask yourself, how calm do you feel? Perhaps you're multitasking, your mind's thinking of a million things you need to get done. When something perhaps makes a loud noise, do you jump up? Do you quickly jump up? Your nervous system is on edge. Something within is telling you, you are not safe. So there's different situations in life that shape us to perhaps now feel that we are in danger today. So people may call them traumas. I call them the shock conflicts. They come in different sizes, different shapes and sizes, Uh, perhaps, which is very common for someone to have a sexual shock conflict, some sort of molestation or abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. And this can occur before the age of 18. Our minds are still growing. Our brains are still developing. Our nervous system is still developing. And so what have we taken on prior to the age 18 that we have not processed? Perhaps our parents divorced our parents weren't emotionally available. Maybe our parents were always together. Most people do stay together for the kids. They believe, hey, we must, we're unhappy together, but we'll stay together for the kids, which really is silly because the kids pick up the vibration of their unhappiness and their lack of love for each other. So it doesn't, it, it's not making the situation for the kids any better. They're picking up the vibration. Are we emitting, are we emitting the vibration of love, safety, peace, harmony? Or are we emitting the vibration of scared, frightened, overwhelmed, self-hatred? Most people don't recognize that they may feel these things subconsciously. We're often conditioned to dislike ourselves. A lot of competition in the world. We're conditioned to say, hey, be careful, drive safe, call me when you get home. Could we have been raised to live in fear? What is this telling the subconscious mind? Hey, be careful, drive safe, call me when you get home. That the world is a dangerous place. Well, going back to you create your reality, Is that the reality that you have been creating? That the world is dangerous, unsafe place. It's a stressful place. It's a place where you have to really endure pain and suffering. You have to work really, really, really hard to then be successful. Often our need to control things in life is a sign that we do not feel safe. 
we're constantly trying to control outcomes that are impossible to control. We're trying to control other people's choices, other people's opinions. Are you trying to control other people's opinions of you? Now, if you truly liked yourself, you would not need anyone else's approval because you know your true divinity. If we don't feel safe, we must feel danger. And the physical body will do its best to try to survive. Fear of death is a big fear many of us hold. We have to remember, everyone's going to die. Do you recognize that? You are going to die. But no one is going to die of nothing. How are you choosing to live your life in a state of, I'm so afraid of dying, so you're never truly living? Now that's a state of stress, chronic stress. It's just enduring one day to the next, waiting for someone, something to rescue you. Waiting for money to fall on your doorstep. Once I have all the money in the world, then I'll be good. Then I can do what I really want. Are we waiting for others' approval or protection? We often blame this person and that person for our unhappiness and our unhealthiness. Well, they buy the bad food. They're the ones who keep... Forcing me. They're the ones who keep bringing this around the house. I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have the support. And because of this, I can't do it. I can't achieve it. Because things aren't perfect yet. Well, things are never going to be perfect. The action can occur now. We just have to shift the mindset. We don't need... To kill the messenger over the message. It's irrelevant. We often focus on whose fault it was. We want to blame someone for the issue that we're having. But it doesn't matter. What matters is what lessons did we learn from the situation. You did get through the situation. You are standing still. You are here. You are breathing. What did you learn from this experience, this uncomfortable situation, this uncomfortable experience? When you bring it up, is there still lots of emotional charge around the issue? And this can be tough. It can be really tough to admit and no longer deny it and own up to it and process it. Feel it to heal it. Most of us are addicted to many things because perhaps we're afraid to feel the repressed emotion. There's no time for it. I got to get the kids to school and I have to do this and that. There's no time for me to feel my emotion. So what do we do? We create addiction to different substances, caffeine being one of them. I really don't have any energy but I'm going to have lots of caffeine every day to get me through the day. It's a drug. It's a stimulus. Sugar being another one. There's lots of addiction to sugar going on. It releases lots of neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin. The same with marijuana, alcohol. Are we addicted to these things? 
And it's just to become aware, to just become aware if we are addicted to them. Why? Why are we addicted to them? Usually it's to hide some repressed emotion. So I dare you. I dare you to challenge yourself. See what emotions come up. Avoid alcohol for 30 days. Avoid marijuana for 30 days. No caffeine for 30 days. No sugar for 30 days. Perhaps it's fried food. Some people hate sweets and they like the fried fatty things. It does create a different neurotransmitter release. Can you do no fried food for 30 days? Those are the comfort foods. The issues in the tissues, the repressed anger, the repressed grief, the repressed sorrow wants to come out of the lungs, of the heart, of the stomach. Do you give yourself time to slow down? Do you give yourself time to feel? Do you allow yourself to? Or do you feel shamed by it if you start crying? Do you feel shamed by it if you start to feel these things? The loss that you haven't processed. And I had asked one of my coaches, one time I asked him, why is it so hard for us to like and accept ourselves? And he said, because we are never taught. Just such a simple answer. We're never taught. And then after reflecting about it, it's like, that's so true. We're really never taught. We're trained and told, especially in childhood, then adulthood, what not to do, what not to be. Don't be bad. Be good. Instead of focusing our energy on what we do want and what we do want to create, where your intention goes, energy flows, if we're constantly focused on all the things that are bad and the things we don't want, and that's what we're focused on, then that's often what we create. We draw it into our field. We draw that back into our field every day. And the cycle repeats itself. I'm not thin enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not successful enough. I want to be, but I'm not good enough. Our own insecurities drive our deepest triggers. We're never taught how to like and accept ourselves. Then it's often, often taught, if you like yourself, love yourself, it's so haughty. Don't like yourself. Don't like everyone else. And that's also a false belief. You have to respect yourself. You have to stop thinking that you're this worthless and just so much self-hatred happening today. I'm worthless. I'm nothing. Yes, it's a, a feeling that we need. We need to know that we are nothing. But at the same time, we're everything. How can you be two contradicting statements? <laughs> and to dislike and not accept ourselves comes from a core subconscious belief. I am not good enough. And the school system is the first thing that trains us this way. We start competing with our classmates to get recogni recognition from the teacher. We want to be seen as smart. Our parents want us to be seen as smart, perhaps to our cousins, to our other siblings. And then we grow up, we start competing with our coworkers to get the boss's approval, more competition. I'm not good enough, so-and-so got this award. We want to feel good. We want to feel accepted. Are we competing with our siblings for our parents' approval, for our parents' love and acceptance? Are we comparing bodies to our friends and other family members' body image? 
Oh, I wish I was this size, that size. Wish I had this look, that look. So much self-hatred. Wanting to change the way we look constantly. It's one thing to have goals. It's another thing to have low self-worth. Competition, competition. When our joy is other people's loss. Now that is illness. That's illness in the heart. The ego creates separation. I am right. You are wrong. I'm better. You are less. We have to recognize there is abundance and there is plenty of success to go around. Why not lift each other up? Support one another. Cheer on each other for joy, happiness, excitement. Can you be happy for someone else's happiness? Are you envious, jealous? Why would we be envious and jealous of someone? Because perhaps it's making us feel like less. Who would you be if you actually accepted yourself? If you actually were not looking for everyone, anyone else's approval, but you accepted you. We have to remember the more we resist, the greater the symptom persists. We are just surviving in judgment and not truly thriving. Yes, it's true. The past is not your fault. The past is not your fault. And that's a famous line from Goodwill Hunting. Robin Williams tells his, um, his client, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Then he finally gets the young man to break down and recognize that he can let his guard down. And it's not his fault. He doesn't need to put on this pretentious, tough guy attitude. He's in survival mode. He's protecting himself. And he finally grieves and cries and lets out so much emotion. Now there was a shift. Beautiful scene. So it isn't our fault. The past isn't your fault. But it is our responsibility to then see it, become aware, and shift the perception. Shift the perspective. No one is going to fix you. We have to take health back in our own hands. We have to appreciate our own bodies. We have to start training ourselves to appreciate everything we are. That includes the mind. What are we thinking about? What are we choosing to stress about every day? The choice is yours. You create your reality. Write it down. Write it down and become really clear on what you want to create in your life. What you want to create in this next new year. 2022 is around the corner. What do I want to create? Get very clear. And you may have the goal, but now what action steps are you going to take? Perhaps we need to learn a new skill. Perhaps we need to eliminate some people from our lives who are not making us feel good about ourselves. It's a repetition of feeling that low self-worth. What actions are we going to take to reach the goal? The action is needed. Learn about yourself, your weaknesses, your strengths. What toxic beliefs are you storing? What toxic people are you letting disrespect you? Then you can follow your passion more fully. You can attract joy into your life. You can attract connection and love. 
the connection and love that we all long for. It's possible. No, it's possible. If we don't know it's possible in the first place, then it never can occur because we don't even believe it's possible. So we'll be comfortable in our suffering. Yes, it is rewarding to be living in service to others. It is. But it's important to fill your cup up first. Work on yourself, which we've also been taught that that's selfish. Can we work on ourselves? Can we process our past hurts? Can we process the past pains? Can we remember that you are loved, you are safe? How is it possible to give love when our heart is full of hurt and full of pain? The heart is heavy now. It's locked. It can't receive or give love. If you're filled with anger, hate, resentment, jealousy, that's what you'll be giving out. There's a short illustration of this woman who goes to the doctor and she says, Doctor, doctor, something's really wrong with me. My whole body hurts. When I touch my head, it hurts. When I touch my chest, it hurts. When I touch my elbow, it hurts. And so the doctor goes and runs runs a bunch of scans and lab work and comes back and says, well, I'm sorry, nothing is wrong with your chest, your head, your elbow. What I found is it's actually your finger. Your finger is broken. (laughs) So whatever you touch, it hurts. And so she thought the problem was her head and her chest. And it was actually what she was using to point with. It was her finger the whole time. She failed to recognize the simplicity of where the issue started. So likewise, in our life, are we blaming something outside of ourselves for the unhappiness, for the illness? My partner doesn't listen to me. It's their fault. I have my mom's bad genes. It's her fault. My in-laws don't like me. My boss is too bossy. My grown kids don't care for me. My dad was never there for me. What if you switch the lens of victim that you're seeing life through? You are not a victim. You are a creator. You create your own reality. Your happiness, your wholeness is not dependent on others. You are in control of your thoughts and the way you choose to perceive your story, the way you choose to value your health and your mental attitude every minute, every day. Self-care is truly is the best health care. Well, thank you for listening to episode number six. And if you like this episode, please share and like. And you can find all my services at eatmoveshift.com. That's shift with an F. Don't forget the F. Until next time and have a happy new year.